Hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce Odyssey podcast. I'm here with Gwen from um, Prehook. Prehook is a supplier of software solution for running quizzes on Shopify stores. So we're going to talk about how and why you should run a quiz on your Shopify store. So without further ado, why should um, merchants be using quizzes on their stores? Well, first of all, Trevor, hey, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, so great question. Let's just get right into it. Um, so the, the, the quiz is critical right now because brands no longer have the channels that they used to have to run profitable ads. Historically, a DTC brand, direct-to-consumer brand could spin up some advertisements, some online ads, know exactly who they're reaching, what the messaging is, and all the data that they would uh, that you're gathering from Facebook. And Google would help create targeted ads. Now things have changed. Uh, we have iOS 14, third-party cookies being deprecated. So the, the platforms that brands have been using historically to, uh, to acquire customers, it has changed a lot. So we're seeing cost per clicks increasing, cost per acquisition increasing, and it's harder for brands to understand who they're targeting and how they're going to target them enter the quiz. So the quiz is basically uh, answering, uh, asking questions of customers, a few questions to learn maybe what their challenges are, what they're looking for, what their preferences, their goals, um, and basically just trying to learn more about them. Then you're capturing a lead because ultimately you want to build a direct relationship with your customer and then recommending a product. So in short, the benefits of a quiz are to improve conversion rate. And you do that by simplifying the buying process um, think of you know an in-person sales associate or think of a sommelier at a restaurant or a barista at a coffee shop. You want to get to know your customers and recommend a product. Then the second main benefit is to accelerate list growth. Uh, and ultimately, you know the, the value of a brand is in the asset that you're growing in your list. Your, that includes your email or your SMS. And the third most perhaps uh, important benefit is to capture zero-party data. So let me just quickly define zero party data. Zero party data is data that a customer directly and willingly shares with a brand and compare that with first party data, which is passively captured. So that could be stuff like um, their purchase history or as in what they bought or how much they spent or their engagement with a website, you know, an abandoned cart or, or visiting a certain product page, or maybe you're, you're capturing where they live based on uh, the billing address or the shipping address. But the, the challenge there is that there are a lot of assumptions in there. But when you're asking something directly of a customer, you're no longer getting an assumption, but you're actually getting verified answers from the customer. And the benefit is you understand the why. And once you understand the why and the mentality of a customer, then you can do a far better job of positioning your brand to address their specific needs uh, and then kind of bridge a gap from where they currently are to where they want to go. And you're inserting your brand and your product uh, specifically in there to help them achieve their goals. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to do as marketers, right, is yeah. help customers achieve, address the problems that they're trying to solve. So what is okay? So I think there's a more basic question I didn't, I didn't ask, which is what is a quiz in the kind of Shopify theme? Because when I said, you know, I don't know very much. <laughs> I know what a quiz is, you know, for me, a, 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 a quiz is, you know, when you go to the pub and you answer a pub quiz you know, yeah. general knowledge or something like that. So what do you, can you give me some examples of what you mean by a quiz in the Shopify context? Yeah, sure. So a, a quiz is- it is, like a questionnaire or is it a quiz? There's a difference between a quiz and a questionnaire. No, no, not really. Not really. Um, 
a, a quiz is simply asking a, a few questions. And so there are different use cases and there are different points in the customer journey. So you could have one on your website, um, you know, like, hey, how are you doing? What are you looking for? What are you in the market for? What, what are your sizes? Um, and if we use your site, Hello Baby, as an example, you know, maybe you have a large range of products and a large range of uh, potential ages and needs, right? Like all the way yeah. from a newborn to uh, kindergarten. But those yeah. needs are vastly different, even though um, you're, you're essentially selling kids products, baby products. But what if you know the, the uh, gender of the customer or the person who's going to be using it, boy or girl, or what if it's the age or uh, what specific need it is, whether it's a, a clothing or cribs or strollers. So these are simple data points that will really add a lot of um, information and light into how you want to market to this person. So yeah, to answer your question, what is a quiz? Quiz is simply asking a few questions um, so that you get a better understanding of the problem that you're trying to solve, the customer that you're serving. And then from there, it, it has a lot of uh, benefits that extend into the customer experience. So that's on-site, what products you recommend immediately after they take the quiz, then it's um, kind of like the, the flow. So you're using Klaviyo for Hello Baby. Yeah. You're, you're building a flow, like, as in like a welcome series after uh, they opt in, right? And I don't know what your flow is right now, but just uh, in general, marketers do best at if they are able to tailor and personalize a message specific to Trevor's needs or specific to my needs as a parent as well. And so, so that's the data that you're gathering in the quiz. And with our product, for example, and a lot of them, they might, they will integrate directly with Klaviyo. So you're getting the, all the in, key information of age, gender, um, whether they're looking for, uh, what type of baby product they're looking for. And then you can create a flow specific to those needs after they take the quiz. And so you're just, you're just ramping up the personalization and, and the relevance, uh, which is ultimately how you're able to cut through the noise, a tremendous amount of noise um, that they're getting in their inbox all the time. So how do you actually incentivize people to answer a quiz? I mean, is it, is it something where you have to say, give people like a discount voucher or is it just, you know, you just very, keep it very short and sweet? Yeah, I, I think, you know, at its core, you're appealing to their human nature. So we as humans love to learn about guess who Our, ourselves like that is we are always on this quest for self-discovery so if you're able to uh, offer something that incites a little bit of curiosity or um, wanting to learn more and so this is where your your direct response copywriting or your ad copy can matter because you want to have um, kind of create some curiosity gap and ultimately offer something of value to the customer. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a coupon or a discount, um, but it could be, hey, uh, let me help simplify your buying experience. So let me tell you what you need. Just give us a few uh, bits of information and I'll tell you. Or it could be a personalized routine, or it could be, you know, here's, here's five things that you need to know about your newborn or your two-year-old or five-year-old. Uh, so if you, if you can basically understand what your customers are looking for, how you can add value, that is enough. And then you're adding the hook. The hook being, how can I uh, create some curiosity and offer value to the customer? So I think that's enough to incentivize them to take the quiz. Okay. So what point in the, in the buying journey should the, the, assuming the, the quiz is some sort of pop-up on the site? Um... Uh, no, not necessarily. So uh, there are 
there are different points, of course. So you could use it at the very top of funnel. And so sweet, we see a lot of brands that are finding success with this. So um, they will plaster it on the homepage in the hero image. It'll be on the header nav, the footer nav. Uh, it could be a landing page for, uh, for a paid ad. And also it's a landing page for email traffic. So you think, okay, uh, building a, a list is critical, but what if I already have their email, then I probably don't need a quiz. Well, you'd be wrong there because the quiz adds a lot more color and dimension than just an email. So when you just have an email, you're capturing a lead for say, you know, 10% off your first purchase. That's great because you have their email, but you don't know the first thing about how to message them or what type of product they're in the market for and how you can um, kind of like unfold your brand or product to speak to their needs. And so that that's where um, the quiz is helpful at the top of the customer journey. Um, then you have people who are using the quiz uh, after a purchase, and that can be helpful because um, you're you're learning. You can get some attribution data. So a post-purchase quiz is helpful to understand which are the actual marketing channels. You know, you can look at Google Analytics for first touch or last touch attribution, but really you want to know from their mind how did they hear about you. So that's a very helpful use case. The next is maybe you can understand um, what, what's their feedback on the product and then maybe what other needs they still have. And so this is where uh, a brand is able to drive up their lifetime value uh, with repeat purchases. So a quiz uh, is, is more of just the tool, but the main importance is what you're learning of your customers. And I think that there is no end to the value of what you can learn from customers all the way from first touch through after they've purchased. Okay. So how does, how do a quiz, does a quiz in what, you know, obviously it, quizzes integrate with things like email. So, you know, it does, how, how do you see it fits in with other types of social media? Like, you know, other types of media, for example, social media. Yeah. 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 Uh, so like I was saying, it can be, it can be a great hook for a landing page or an ad. And so with, we'll see brands, uh, quizzes, they, they kind of like came into popularity. If you, in the UK, I think there's BuzzFeed, uh, New York Times as well. They have quizzes. And so it's like just a great engagement tool because uh, people love to find out maybe what personality type they are or uh, what type of uh, coffee best fits their their palate. Um, and and whatever, whatever curiosity there is, um, a quiz can play to that. And so in terms of social media, it could be... Uh, for an ad like, hey, what um, I'm thinking of a, a women's lingerie brand that does a great job with a quiz called Third Love. You know, like you're playing to their problem, like uh, find a bra that uh, doesn't hurt as much or, or simplify the buying process. Take our two minute quiz to figure out how. Um, and so you're, you're kind of like working in what the benefit is as well as what they can learn and what the benefit what the benefit in in the short term is and from there it becomes just a landing page so you're you're having your cost per click and it ultimately it's a lead gen because you're capturing the email or sms where they you can send their results um, but then you're it's just a way to get them to your site and so it's different in that sense um, because you're asking a few questions, then getting the best product to them, uh, as opposed to maybe a more, a less targeted, more generic ad, which would be like, um, you know, do, do you need baby supplies or baby clothes? Um, right. And so, so it's perhaps might not be as compelling sp speaking to the customer directly. 
Okay, so how do you measure? Because it seems to me that 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 it's it's about a lot of this is to do with list enhancement to getting more data about your customers. How do you measure the success of what you do, or, yeah, or whether totally. it works for someone? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is where I love the product and seeing the success of the brands that we're working with. I mean, it, it's top line revenue. Um, like, what how would the... you measure the top line? Would you? I'm just saying, what, what process would you go through? I'm not. I kind of am a marketer, but I'm not like a. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, and retention marketing is not really my, not one of my strong points, right? So sure. how would you know that, that, that you're getting, you're getting more revenue from these customers that had a quiz? Yeah. I mean, the, uh, in our product, that's simply just looking at the number. So we track revenue based on um, if they added a, a product to the cart or if they bought the cart or bought the product that was recommended and they took the quiz, uh, then it counts as revenue attributed to the quiz. Um, yeah. So in, in the product, you can just see like, all right, here's your uh, people that started the quiz, people that finished the quiz. Here's a revenue uh, that the quiz generated. Here are the leads that you gathered. So uh, those are some of the key metrics. Um, and then, of course, you can look in Google Analytics, for example, uh, and you can take a segment of those who took the quiz and those who did not take the quiz. And then from there, how do they differ? You can see uh, average order value might be different. Uh, conversion rate ideally uh, would be higher from those that took the quiz. Uh, and then you're looking at your, your lead growth and your list. Um, so on a standard pop-up, you might see uh, a benchmark of two to 5% that would opt in, you know, here, uh, join, our, join our club or, or sign up for our VIP newsletter. Um, but for those that take the quiz, uh, you might see that it would be, you know, uh, 70, 80% completion rate. Uh, and then of those, you know, everybody would, uh, I mean, it could be optional, but enter their email address. So, you know, do the math there, back the envelope math. Um, we're seeing brands that are seeing three, four, five X, um, an opt-in rate to grow their list. Um, so ultimately to answer your question, uh, the key metrics are revenue, list growth, uh, and then harder to put a value on the zero party data that you're gathering. Um, but a quiz ultimately plays towards conversion rate and uh, list growth. Okay. So what kind of, I mean, have you seen the kind of brands that, that benefit most from running quizzes? Is there, a, is there, are there brands that do better than others? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I think there, there are several different profiles of brands that do well. Uh, skincare brands, fragrance brands, food and beverage, uh, apparel, um, accessories, uh, but where there are different use cases. So you can simplify the buying process. Like you, for example, you have a lot of uh, different brands, a lot of SKUs, and a lot of yeah. different products. So you can simplify the buying process. Um, and I think that's a great use case, which is basically the product recommendation. Um, then uh, the other challenge are the brands that, uh, or the types of products where an in-person experience is kind of like makes it easier to purchase. Uh, so in that case, for example, you'll see a lot of uh, skincare brands, you know, if, if you go to a Sephora uh, in the US, you might have somebody in person who can evaluate what your skin is, think in their mind of the uh, inventory that they have available. Here, this, this foundation matches your skin tone. Um, try this. Or you like, you, you like the smell of citrus and flowers and, and uh, woodsy stuff. Try this fragrance. So um, where it, it would be easy in person, Online is a very different experience and you're putting the onus on the shopper to know these things, mm. but they don't necessarily know. Um, wines uh, use quizzes a lot. They don't 
know what a tannic structure is, or they don't know um, what type of acidity they like, but they might know if they like dark chocolate, coffee, or uh, vanilla. And so when, if you're able to simplify it, uh, ask people in questions that they can easily answer, then you can recommend a product. Um, that's a type of brand or use case that a quiz could be very valuable. Okay, for. so I was trying to buy a washing machine the other day because my washing machine broke. Right? Oh yeah, you're buying it online. And I, I bought one. I, I uh, say I spent all the money I was saving up to buy, to, to buy a robot vacuum cleaner on this washing machine. Oh. So I know, life's tough. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, I look at the washing machine, I don't care about washing machines, I just want it to work. You know, but I was just like, you know, I didn't know what to, it would have been useful perhaps at that point to have a quiz, you know, what do you want out of a washing machine? You know, it was difficult. I mean, I didn't know what to get. Yeah, to totally. And then think from the merchant's perspective. I mean, I, I would be the same way. Uh, I would basically be using heuristics to make my decision. So the first probably would be price. Then it would be maybe reviews, number of views and ratings. That's very similar to the Amazon shopper mentality. But what if, what if it were... Um, you were looking for one that that had you know certain space constraints or had a certain design or you know something like color. If you, uh, the brand were able to know these things, then maybe they could use use that to upsell you to one that uh, speaks to those particular needs. And if you can extrapolate out, what you'd see is maybe like a higher likelihood of purchase or a higher average order value. If we're to say. Hey Trevor, you probably need this um, need this extension core because you're using it in your garage, and or you know, silly example. But um, if you're able to know more about what you're looking for, then we can tailor and package the um, the product, the washing machine, as well as like the supporting points of why you should buy this particular washing machine, um, and and do a far better job at marketing it to you. Did you find that uh, that the, this reduces returns or the you know that, that's a that's hard for me to quantify because I, I don't necessarily have yeah, a lot of uh, visibility of into that. Um, but I, I think that what you're seeing is maybe like um, a better likelihood. So there are statistics, um, and I think that Segment and uh, Accenture have put together stuff on personalization. And so if brands are able to personalize. Um, their marketing. I think that's kind of like the main area where brands can differentiate in 2022 and beyond is personalization. Um, they're seeing higher life, lifetime value, higher repeat purchases. So that can kind of play towards return rates. Okay. So great. I, I, let's, let's, I'm going to shamelessly ask you some, for some advice yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's talk about my business. I have a business awesome. that sells, as you say, it's called Hello Baby. It sells um, everything from kind of, you know, newborn stuff through to kind of you know, preschool stuff. So five or so, um, sell a lot of, we have a lot of kind of quite gifty stuff. We also have some more complicated items, like we sell some car seats and stuff like that. So if, uh, you know, if I knew nothing and we, you know, we, we send a lot of people in from Google shopping, you know, what would be a good, you know, starter, how would she, would we get the most benefit out of a quiz the, the quickest? Yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm looking at your site now. Uh, first of all, your, uh, the end user is not going to be your shopper, right? I mean, they're they're buying yes, it for that kids is or they're buying it for do. a gift. Um, so that that's probably the first thing is like you're assuming that they are. You'd want to know who's going to be using it. So um, the main categories it seems are are bath and meals, nursery, safety, toys. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, one really helpful thing is like, are they buying for their own family or are they buying for a gift? Um, because gift purchases 
they probably want to get in, get out faster. So that's where the product recommendation can be super helpful. Um, and what you're looking for is basically like uh, the way I'm thinking about it on the spot is, um, are you buying it for yourself or a gift? Who are you buying it for? Um, so we have a, we have a brand that we're working with. Um, it's called auto brush and it's basically toothbrushes. And so they, they sell kids products. Um, and how many kids are you buying for? Uh, that's, that's one of their key factors I think is really helpful for you. What are the ages? Uh, what are the, what do they like? Um, and what need is it serving? And so uh, with our product, for example, you can create like a, a routine builder. And so you can, you can package things up. So um, you can ask if, are you looking for, um, you know, mealtime, nursery, traveling, car, toys. And then if they're looking for this, you can use conditional logic. So now we're getting a little bit into the weeds. Um, but okay, if they're looking for um, bath time stuff, you can ask a little bit more about bath time. Do they uh, is it for a shower? Is it for a bath? Is it for like um, a, a five-year-old where they might want some motorized things or for a little baby where it might like a floating rubber ducky or something? Um, and then from there, okay, they're looking for um, like travel car seat related stuff because they're going to be traveling. Um, and, and sorry, I don't mean to go too deep into oh, so the rabbit hole. So you basically is- almost kind of like step them through the process of buying. What do you want to buy? Who are you buying it for? And then you'd, you'd have a kind of decision tree. We'd say you work out, okay, well, they're, they're in the they're in the feed time category. What are you looking for? Oh, have you thought about this kind of exactly. thing? Okay, exactly. Okay, that, that, I can see that being useful. And, and what is the, um, okay, I think we're getting on to um, another question, which is top tips for running a quiz, right? So for example, how many questions should you, what are your top tips for running a quiz, a quiz? My question would be, how many steps is a good number of steps to have? So for example, I, you know, occasionally do surveys and after about, Five minutes i get a bit bored and start just oh yeah clicking things randomly how should we how should people you know take into account that customers are, are, are time rich and and i'm oh, sorry time poor and and you know anyway how do you do it yeah um so my general rule of thumb is as few questions as possible for that exact reason um people don't really want to be answering fluffy irrelevant questions but if it adds value to uh, to what they're going to get in the end, then sure, they can go through with it. Um, so maybe five to seven questions. Uh, and then within those questions, you want to start with some of the easier questions. So um, maybe something like, hey, what's your first name? As opposed to what's your email? How can I you know, spam you in your inbox? So you kind of want to build up uh, use micro conversions. So um, as it as they're getting more comfortable and answering answering easier questions, then you can maybe ask more specific questions. You know, if it's an adult, what is your age? That's something that maybe is a little more uh, people might Personal. perceive as invasive. <laughs> um, so yeah, shorter, shorter is better. I can, as, as you can imagine, Typeform has a, a great uh, data point on this. Uh, it's kind of like an, uh, a declining curve, logarithmic curve. So uh, the completion rate with each question will decrease. So you have to kind of do some uh, small calculations or just think, is this question worth you know, a, a 3% drop off here? Um, and if, it, if you're getting something that's really valuable and how you're going to be segmenting your email flows or wh- what products you're going to be recommending, um, then yeah, maybe it is worth it. Um, but if you're asking like, um, if you were, if you were a season, what season would you be? How are you going to use it? That's well, probably, yeah. that's when, you know, Trevor's starting to click. I don't care. It's a silly question. Um, so in short, just ask however few questions you can while still extracting value from every question that you ask. Okay. So what, what, what other tips do you have for, for running a quiz? 
Yeah. Um, so I think probably so let's most- try and get to five. You've done one. Let's do another four. Okay, sure. Most important is value that there has to be an exchange of value. And this is getting to our first point, right? Like, why would somebody do it? Well, they'll do it because they're going to get something in the end. And so uh, whatever that is, it could just be an ebook. It could be the recommendation. It could be simplifying the buying process. You want to just make that upfront clear and you want to deliver on that. So I think that's key because in exchange, you're getting their contact information. You're getting, uh, you're learning about them and their why. So that's critical. Um, so I think that's, that's one of the, the other foundational things. Um, three is think about what you're looking for in terms of segmenting, like what data points would you need to improve your email or your SMS program? Uh, also it does extend to paid ads as we discussed. So, uh, I think where, where you're having gaps, uh, in the mark in, in your marketing, um, would be really helpful to guide what questions do I ask so I can fill those gaps with a customer data. Um, then from there, I would say maybe, um, building out the flows and then getting an understanding of how how you would build out sequentially your flow and then use the data so for example with clavio um clavio is, is fantastic because you you can basically build once and then scale infinitely so you can add dynamic personalization but what would you include in there that would ideally be the recommended product so um how how you would build out the flows and then how you would uh, kind of like extract the customer data to recommend a particular product would be really helpful. Um, then I think maybe you'd want to dig into your uh, your analytics and kind of like uh, segment the uh, the data by highest lifetime value. So what are your most uh, your most important in terms of like revenue customers? What what are some of the traits that kind of bind them together? Um, and it could be location. It could be uh, the type of kid that they're buying for, you know, like a newborn, maybe you're spending more because you need all these supplies for a newborn. A five-year-old might be like one or two smaller things. Um, but how can you like know what's most important for you to learn? And then how can you gather that from your customer? Um, so I think getting a, an understanding of your customer profile from a data-driven perspective would be really helpful um, to guide what you want to ask in the quiz. Okay, great. So I think look, I think we've covered a lot of ground on quizzes. So I'm going to now move yeah. kind of left field slightly. I'm going to ask you. I like to finish with a fluffy question. So all right, you know, yeah. something something totally unreal. You can be you know. I asked. I like to ask people what has inspired you recently. Um, yeah, could be uh, anything. So recently, I watched, uh, and I don't know if if uh, this is on Netflix in the UK. Uh, Kanye West has a documentary called Genius. Right. Did okay. You, did he yeah. Did he name that? Uh, yes, a self-proclaimed genius. Um, but you know, it, it was surprisingly really inspiring, uh, because it, it basically, it shows behind the scenes footage of Kanye when he was, you know, like early twenties and he was just scrapping to make it, but he had such a, a, a deep belief in himself and his talents, uh, that he deserves to be, you know, like at the top of the global stage. And so it shows his relentless work ethic, his belief in himself and like how he just made things happen and, and like scrapped it together when record labels wouldn't give him a deal. And he had to like, couldn't afford record uh, studio time. And um, so just to see him, frankly, I'm not a Kanye West fan now, but seeing like where he was back then, that really inspired me because he just, he just worked and worked and worked and, and um, kind of like took these lumps of rejection and, I uh, didn't let it get to him. So Excellent. I do He's recommend it. Okay. For, even for non-Kanye West fans. Totally. Totally. It's, it's more just about dedication to the craft and belief in yourself. 
Because it's one of those things that I know nothing about Kanye West and I've no idea why he's famous, as in I don't know anything about his music. He's, he's you know, he's really, really famous, but I've I just it's entirely passed me by. Maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agreed. But don't even think about, I mean, like, the music is kind of like it's there, but it's in the background. It's about him as a person. And and um, I, I just think it's a, it's a really interesting story. Again, that's been really interesting. Thanks very much. So anyway, thank you for talking, taking the time to do this podcast today. Likewise. Thank you, Trevor, for having me. And yeah, I, I love talking about quizzes and, and helping. And I think it's it's uh, kind of like right at the cornerstone of what brands that are transitioning from Amazon to kind of building their own channel it, uh, would benefit from. Uh, so please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, Gen, G-E-N at prehook.com. And happy Great. To, I'll, put a, uh, I'll put a link in the I'll put a link in the description as well. And as usual, I started that not really knowing much about this, but now it sounds like a really good idea. I'm convinced. You know what? Just like with all marketing, you you test it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but probably, you know, to your question of like, how do you know it's working? Just look at the revenue numbers, look at the list growth, look at the uh, the data that you're gathering and learning about from your customers. Uh, and then that's up for you to decide, you know, once you're gathering that, but worth a test, I think. Excellent. That's really good advice. Okay. Thanks so much, Glenn. Good luck for the future. Yeah. Likewise. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.